You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. Well, welcome to another episode. So, so today we have with us, we have Melford Bivin. So welcome to the program, Melford. Thanks, Brian. I really appreciate you having me here. I'm really excited about this. Awesome. So uh, Melford, he's, uh, he opened his Power Image and Fitness Center and Day Spot in New York years ago. That started them journey to helping uh, a lot of people. But then they got into the health and medical uh, world and, and helping health and medical professionals serve their patients with natural alternatives, prescription and over-the-counter drugs. And there's a lot more of the story, but I want you to hear more from him. And another imp- interesting note is Melford's only like across the street from me. Now he's, he's a little bit further than that, but he's a few miles down the road uh, here in Florida. And uh, we got to know each other a little bit. And uh, this is really, really a treat for us. So Melford, just introduce yourself briefly to people and just tell them a little bit more about your background. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. So again, my name is Melford Bivens, and I, I am blessed to live in paradise right next to Brian. We both live in Sarasota, Florida, and it's it's a dream. So <laughs> I'm going to preface right. the conversation by the end. That's why Brian and I have such big smiles on our faces. <laughs> love where we live so much. But uh, now, you know what it is, Brian, is, is I was raised, and my, and my wife as well. Every time I say I, believe me, I'm talking about Conchetta and myself because we do everything together. Uh, we were just joking last night that we've owned businesses together for over 20 years. And it's like, we haven't been out of the same room together in 20 years. It's just wow. insanity that we can still be this happily married couple <laughs> and build these empires together. It's really funny. It shows how good life is. But, um, you know, it's we were both raised by entrepreneurs, you know, so it, it really, we, we kind of grew up almost being told, you know, you don't get a job, you know, you, you don't follow orders, you know, you, you make the rules, you lead the thing. And it was kind of cool because I was raised by a mechanic, you know, so I'm like as blue collar as it gets. It doesn't get any more blue collar than having a dad who's a mechanic. But I realized by, even though he had a successful business, he owned his own shop, a bunch of people working for him, he still worked with his hands. You know, it's like he still got home late at night. He was still exhausted. He was still beat up. And I realized earlier that, man, I was going to, I was going to use my fingers. I wasn't going to use my hands. You know, I was going to do a lot of typing and a lot of talking, not a lot of the other stuff. So Conchetta and I, we owned a gym and fitness center because we both loved health and fitness. And that really opened up a lot of parameters for us because we came to find out how many other businesses rely on health and fitness that you wouldn't think about. So, you know, because we had a gym and spa, we actually had local doctors who would prescribe patients to come up to us, but not just for fitness because we had a spa too, they'd come for body wraps or skin treatments or things like that. So we really started learning, okay, this is how JVs are set up. You know, this was sort of like the kernel of, you know, here's how you become successful in business. You don't just build one thing and, you know, build it and they will come sort of thing. You need to be very aggressive about the way you market even to other business owners. And that's, I think, what really cracked the egg on us uh, first getting into uh, supplements. So we owned our own supplement company because, again, we learned from doctors what needs to be out there. Uh, We partnered with a doctor on one of our supplement lines. 
Uh, we became really big in network marketing because again, as opposed to just doing the whole, you know, bother your friend. And I, I don't mean to be rude by saying it this way, but you know, we didn't do the whole call your friends and family thing. We did what we did in the gym. We took our product, found out other businesses that could use it and then introduced it to them. So we've always been ones that thought of, you know, who can we lean on? It's, it's always uh, who, not how, you know, I can't remember who is, um, who wrote that book? Was it Dan Sullivan? I'm not sure if you know that one or not, but uh, Who Not uh, How is a fantastic book. And it really teaches you, you know, how to blow your business up using relationships to get growth, to get, um, you know, referrals, all that other good stuff. So uh, that, that's sort of a nutshell where we came from and where we're sitting right now. Yeah. And you mentioned network marketing. We haven't talked a lot on this show about network marketing yet. And so for people that may be outside the network marketing industry, what what is that? They may know it as direct sales. Yeah, uh, there's right. different names for it, but just what's what's that industry all about? It's a 78-year-old industry that 99% of the time people have only heard secondhand stories about. So, you know, a lot of times people have heard, you know, uh, MLM, network marketing, you know, pick your, pick your parlance, direct sales, whatever you want to call it. And because it started from that older model, a lot of folks stuck with it. So it was a lot of, you know, make a list of 100 people, you know, ask everybody to try your product, which does work on some level. If you've got a good product, if you've got a great base of uh, products to choose from, if you've got a lot of warm market, network marketing is literally that. It's marketing to your network, something you feel good about selling them to. So, you know, if you've got products that work for a lot of folks, that's great. You can do really well. But if you've got, you know, a smaller uh, warm market, if you're shy, if you're an introvert, it's always been a little bit more difficult of an injury and industry, I should say. That's why Conchette and I wanted to morph it to become more entrepreneurial, more business-like. So, so what we did, as opposed to, again, you know, calling our friends and family and, you know, selling products to our moms, we thought back to our fitness center and day spa days and thought, okay, what other businesses in town have a built-in audience of people who have needs for our products? And you know, guys, that's got nothing to do with network marketing. That's just business. That's just being a smart business owner thinking, you know, I have, I make X widget. Where can I find the highest number of people in one concentrated area that needs this widget? We just took the network marketing model of spray and pray and turn it into a laser beam. So now we only go to, you know, call it a doctor. You know, if you've got a health product in your network marketing company or your normal company, again, let's, let's just take network marketing off the plate. If you own anything to do with health, you gotta go to folks who have a built-in audience of people that have that need. So we concentrated on doctors and health centers. You could find a, and again, you know, just taking two seconds to talk about network marketing, we could go into a doctor's office. They will have a hundred patients, <clears throat> excuse me, that have a need for our product. They paid to come see that doctor. They sat in a waiting room for half an hour, maybe waiting for information. They get in front of that white coat and they do whatever that doctor says. We've all, especially Americans, we've all mm -hmm. got white coatitis. You see that white coat. They tell you what to do. You just nod your head, take your prescription, go away and go to CVS and fill it. We were able to turn the network marketing model into that same thing, teaching doctors how to, you know, recommend or prescribe products to a massive number of people instead of spray and pray and spamming your mom. Yeah. And now you have a, a book and a whole course coming out, uh, uh, you know, the seven figure network. Talk a little bit about that. Yes, we call it the seven-figure network, not because we're forcing you to make seven figures a year. I mean, a lot of people have grand aspirations. You know, they want it. It's, it's a nice mm -hmm. number to say. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's a nice number to it's, say. It's a good goal. <laughs> you, you know, you're doing seven figures. That's great. But we're not trying to force you to do seven figures. What we're trying to do is teach you that if you want the potential to grow this business to its highest level, surround yourself with a seven-figure network. Okay. 
Aunt Matilda is not a seven-figure network. You know, your friends on Facebook most likely aren't a seven-figure network. You enroll five doctors who have a thousand patients each, that's a seven-figure network. You enroll uh, a gym with a thousand members. Um, you enroll any, again, just think of a company that serves a volume of people that your product serves, that's your seven-figure network. So, you know, if you want to make six figures doing it, great. Do you want to make five figures doing it? Great, whatever. We just want you to surround yourself with the potential of a seven-figure network. Wow. So uh, back up a little bit and just talk about the entrepreneurial mindset. Because um, right now, I mean, I, I think, I mean, they're talking about heading into a recession. Frankly, I feel like that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Sometimes when they, when people, Correct. enough people say we're headed to a recession, we do head into a recession. And, and people uh, start to panic a little bit. They think about they possibly they might lose their job or they're going to spend less. Um, and I see that it, it gets people thinking a little bit entrepreneurially because then they start thinking like, well, how do I make up this loss in income? Inflation's at a 40 year high. I mean, do you see that same environment and and people just wanting to take more control of their financial lives? But, you know, it's it's like when stuff like this happens, they take a couple of pages out of the dictionary and just start writing new words in there. You know, mm -hmm. gig economy. Yeah. You know, gig economy did not last, you know, did not exist three years ago. Uh, the Great Resignation, yeah. I mean, people just like making words up. <laughs> but, I mean, it's funny, right? But, you know, if you spend a little time on LinkedIn, you know, the real business-based social media thing, that's mm -hmm. all anybody's talking about. Yeah. Everybody's talking about the gig economy. Everybody's talking about the Great Resignation. Everybody's talking about moving from job to job, uh, you know, being forced back into the office and being incredibly unhappy about it. You know, we've been able to assuage that a little bit over the last year. But I mean, think back 12 months ago when everybody was working from home, nobody wanted to go back to the office for personal safety sake. But an underlying factor always came down to the fact that I'm doing, you know, these people are thinking I'm doing a great job at home. I'm doing my job. I'm not goofing off. I'm getting, you know, my production's still up. Why don't you trust me to still do this? So, so there's like a weird mentality. It's, a, it's almost um, confrontational now between ownership and employees. So, you know, all that stuff's mm -hmm. floating around in people's heads right now. And they're looking for either an escape from full-time work, the ability to do full-time work from home, or to have enough, have a side gig or two built up so they can start pulling back out of their full-time thing. So that's what we're seeing across the entire boundary of entrepreneurship right now is, you know, folks who've never had a part-time job or even thought about it are looking at, uh, you know, Amazon trying to sell stuff on there or, or eBay, you know, you pick your, pick your weird little thing that everybody's, yeah. you know, whatever they're talking about today, you know, yeah. today, what's the new thing to sell? It's going to be different tomorrow, but it comes down to the fact that people are, people have reached a level of dissatisfaction and now they can say it. I think that's the biggest difference is, you know, I mean, you, you and I are, you know, I mean, we're not young guys. Like we've, we've felt the dissatisfaction of work. Like nobody mm -hmm. wants to work. I mean, let's yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants, nobody wants an alarm clock. Nobody wants a commute. Nobody wants a boss. Nobody wants any of that stuff. We just weren't allowed to talk about it because, oh my God, I might get fired. Oh my God. They might question me. Now people just speak openly about it. Like they talk to their boss about wanting a side gig. That's an amazing shift in the psychology of the market. So take advantage of that. This, this is your ability to do something different and not be in trouble for it. So do your looking around. And I, you know, we, we enjoy network marketing because it's a self-contained business and anything self-contained is just easier to start with. I mean, again, I'm just talking about ease, ease of starting. We love network marketing because it's a business in a box. You know, it might cost you a hundred bucks to get started. You can do your own thing. But I tell you, if you've got something else you've always wanted to do, if you always want to have a landscaping business, mm -hmm. buy that lawnmower, <laughs> you yeah. know, buy that weed whacker, go out and do it because this is your opportunity to break away from the norm, make a little bit of extra money. And again, like you said, who knows where the economy is going? 
I mean, it's it's that self-fulfilling prophecy of us all going, oh my God, it's going to be bad. Well, if everybody in the world says it's going to be bad, of course it's going to be bad. Yeah. But now that everybody's saying it, it might actually get bad. So find your thing. That's I guess that's the, the best thing I can say is find that one thing. I don't care if it's publishing eBooks. I don't care if it's selling stuff on Amazon, starting a network marketing company, whatever it is. This has been your greatest opportunity ever to utilize technology, personality, and have very little overhead and launch a real business that can make you whatever, man. I mean, glass ceiling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what are some of the, what do you think some of the um, shifts in, in mindset? I, I see that as a big challenge for people that want to start their own business because they, they're, they're used to the employee yeah. mindset, right? They show up to work and as long as they clock in there, they're going to get paid at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. And now uh, nothing's guaranteed, right? It's all on them. So what, 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 are, what are some of the challenges in, in terms of the mindset struggles that people are going to face if they choose to do that? I think that, uh, to, to be honest, man, I think that those pain points have been salved a little bit because of the fact that people have been working from home so much for the last few years. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, again, bosses have been conditioned, you know, and whether we're talking about, you know, a mom, Pasha, or the boss that has two employees or GE, <laughs> you know, and you have yeah. you know, hundreds of thousands of employees, you know, I think the fact that people have had that mental shift that I really can work from home. I really don't have to have a gun to my head. You know, I really don't have to have a half an hour lunch. I really can go and see my kid's ball game and not screw up my schedule. You know, I can still make my boss satisfied with what I'm doing, yet I'm wearing, you know, a golf shirt and, and shorts. You know, I mean, it's, it's really funny <laughs> yeah. to, to think about the things that people can do right now. So I, I think that that boxed in mentality has thankfully been broken a little bit over the last few years. What I think people still have a little hard time with is utter and total freedom of time. It, it just seems like, you know, again, you know, being raised an entrepreneur, you know, mm -hmm. my dad, it was beaten to your head. You know, you work when you work, you play when you play. There was no vacillation at that point. I think people still are having a little bit of a hard time with that because it's fun to go from being a typical 40, 50 hour a week person to all of a sudden I can just work whenever I want. You know, so I think that that's, I, that's still an issue. Even after a couple of years, people really buckling down. Okay. You know, from 11 till two, I'm going to work. doesn't matter because I know my kids get off the bus at two yep. and I know I'm going to goof off in the next few hours, which is fine. You know, as long as you get that work done and you segment it out, I think that's the, I think time management, I guess would be the, the biggest thing, but it always has been. I mean, when hasn't time management been of difficulty to adults? Right, right. And what I've seen too, a lot of entrepreneurs, if they apply some of the constructs that they know, like, hey, uh, let, let's set my hours of operation where I'm just heads down focused on my business and not distracted by the dog, the kids, or, you know, what, 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 what project around the house or whatever needs right. done too. And to have that discipline to sit down and really focus on your business and, and to get the job done. Yep. Amen. So is there, a, have you had mentors in your life? And, and if so, who was, who was a real good person of influence to you that gave you inspiration to build yeah, your business up to where, where it is? I would have to say that uh, for me, it's, uh, it's all about books. I'm a huge reader and I know you are too. You're, yeah. you, know, you and I both have massive collections of books. You know, I don't even know how many thousands of books I have. And I, I really think it comes down to that, but you know, it's the, the funny thing. Okay, here you go. If I'm going to say what the best mentor was I had, knocking on doors, mm. I swear to God, going out there and just putting my butt on the line and cold knocking on doors teaches you so much so fast. And everybody's afraid of it. Everybody's afraid of cold calling. Everybody's afraid of cold knocking. But you could take a year of education and turn it into a month. 
If you just went out and did 30 days of door knocking, you're going to hear every objection. You're going to see every type of body language. You're going to know exactly when you said the right things, exactly when they said the wrong things. Who are the right kind of people to interrupt during lunch? Who are the right kind of people that you have to book during lunch? You know, like you will learn so much. I I love to use the word avatar. You know, it's like everybody says, oh, you know, avatar, like they throw it around. You know, it's not the blue people in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Avatar is your perfect customer. You will only know your perfect customer when you meet them several times. You need to physically, not physically, I shouldn't say physically, you need to meet them. It could be like this, you know, that's the same thing, but you need to actually meet with that perfect person several times, because even though we as marketers say, you know, drill down to an avatar, make this very perfect person, even the little derivatives of that avatar are going to be a different sales process. So really digging in and making sure just spending your time and just doing the work. There's a great book called Go For No. Um, mm-hmm. Some people read it, some people haven't, but it's just a matter of just hammering because you only get better by hammering. And then again, you could spend a year being slightly uncomfortable or a month being really uncomfortable and then be amazing. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's something I, I you know, I, I teach that a lot where uh, you learn more by doing than by reading about it. But so many people, mm-hmm. they, they feel like they need to be ready and, and they don't even know when, when ready is, <laughs> they don't even know when they're ready. Uh, but they're still always getting ready to get ready. And, and they want to know as much as possible. But I think you're right. You're absolutely right. The principle there is you, you learn more by doing the activity than by reading or learning the activity in, in a book or a class. Yeah. You're, you're never ready. You're, you know, when you're ready is when you didn't expect to be ready. Yeah. Cause all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, that was just the easiest thing in the world. Oh my God. The next one was just, it's like, all of a sudden it goes easy, easy, easy. And then you go, Oh my God, I, I'm ready. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Believe me, you're never going to be ready. You know, you're, you're never going to be ready to practice. Let's, let's put it that way. You know, just get out there and just hammer that practice. And all of a sudden flip the switch. Yep. And, and you mentioned the book, go for no. And I think that's <laughs> it addresses one of people's biggest fear is, is in business and going out there and, and uh, someone telling them no being rejected uh, in that. Um, what's your, I guess, what, what's the best advice you give someone who to overcome that fear? Oh yeah. So guys, please understand that nine times out of 10, an objection is just them not knowing enough. It's not how you mm-hmm. look. It's not how you talk. It's not the color of your skin. It's not your waistline. It's got nothing to do with any of that, except for the fact that you didn't tell them that one little thing that made them a little more interested to say, tell me more or yes, period. End of story. I don't care if you sell cars, toilets, pills, no matter what you sell. If somebody says no to you, nine times out of 10, you just haven't given them enough information for them to feel comfortable about both you and the product. No like and trust. You know, if, if, if we can hammer anything home until somebody knows you, has some sort of like in you, they're never going to trust you. They're never going to say yes until they have some sort of trust. Trust only comes from knowledge. Yeah. And uh, I, I always like, and I think it's maybe in, in the book you mentioned is because I, I always, I always equate it to, uh, I think they use the example of, of a waitress, you know, at a diner. Um, who, she, you yes. know, she goes around and asks everybody, one more coffee, one more coffee. Yeah. But if someone says no, she doesn't go running, crying and screaming and curl into a fetus <laughs> position in the bathroom. Right. But we have that fear. And I think what you're saying and, and the purpose is it's not about you. It's just they don't know enough yeah. to, to say yes yet. Yeah. Unless you're a jerk, they're not saying, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like, yeah, you, you should know. I mean, if somebody, if you're a jerk to somebody that you deserve a no, but 90% of the time, it's not you. It's just the wrong time or lack of information, period. Now, uh, one of the things you mentioned uh, before is um, uh, before we started the interview uh, is, is a new software rollout called Conversation Hacker um, that is rolling out. What, what does that do? 
Yeah. So what we're doing is as a pre-launch, the seven figure network. So the seven figure network is our book and our course. Uh, we've built a software system that allows you to figure out the best selling conversation to have with a prospect before you even meet them. That's the, the biggest, and again, it's funny. I mean, we actually, you, you transition perfectly. You know, people are so afraid of a conversation before it happens. Mm -hmm. They're so afraid of what might happen. We want to take that fear off the plate. So now you can walk in clean. So what we allow is this software allows you to go to their Facebook profile, like pick a social media thing, even an email, anywhere we can get 300 words that your prospect has written. We take that 300 words, we put it into the algorithm and it tells you their exact personality type, how they like to buy, how they don't like to buy, the words that turn them off, the words that turn them on, and their love language. So you now know exactly how they want to be spoken to. Then we take it one layer deeper and apply your personality directly with it with the actual scripting. So you know, if I say this, she's going to react this way. If I say this, they're going to get a smile. If I say that, they're going to turn away. So this, so Conversation Hacker just allows you to understand the entire conversation before you even have it. That way you're walking in smiling, non-adversarial, you know, exactly the right words to say to that kind of person. Yeah, because a lot of people, I mean, they obviously we all, we're all different. We think differently and we really? all have different drives. And, and so some people want details. Other people don't want the details. Some people want... Uh, what, what, uh, they really value the relationship. And so you talk more about the relationship. I mean, there's, there's so many different things. So it sounds like a great software to kind of give you that information beforehand so that you can talk about what you, what you are most definitely they're going to be interested in and leave out what they're not going to be interested in. And it's going to just help your, your sales. Yeah, this, this is to help anybody in a sales environment. Anybody who is speaking to prospects, this was specifically designed, uh, designed to make that conversation better the first time, which in turn makes every other one better thereafter. And we've got, there's a lot more components that are involved just in network marketing. We're not going to go into that because this isn't a network marketing conversation. But for network marketing, we teach you how to stack your team. Like there's a, there's a whole back end of stuff yeah. that the software does, even beyond once you just get that first sale. Cool. So it sounds like I mean, some exciting things ahead. I mean, you're, you're an exciting guy. I've always known you'd be, but I know that these, uh, uh, you know, what, what you got on your plate and, and what's next for you is, is just got you, like I said, just super, super excited. And I can't wait to see more myself. How can our audience get to know you and get set a little bit and get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first and foremost, the book in the course is seven. So it's the, the number seven, the word figure, the word network. So sevenfigurenetwork.com. That's both our book and our course. Uh, conversationhacker.com is our software. So again, if you're in any kind of sales, just check it out. You know, if you're an, if you're an internet marketer or a network marketer, I should say, it'll teach a lot of stuff specific to that industry, but any salesman can use that. And if you want to reach out to us individually, info at melfordandconchetta.com. We would love to get an email from you because we want to help, you know, ask us questions. I mean, if you've got a sales business, and you're feeling a little weird about what's going on in the environment, let's talk about it because this is what we do. And again, we're purely B2B. So we really work business to business sales. We don't really sell too much the, you know, sort of the mom and pa mm -hmm. thing. So if you've got any sort of business to business sales aspect to your company, shoot us an email. We'd love to help out. Awesome. It's great. So, I, I mean, I could talk to you for, for hours, but we're limited in time today. Uh, so our guest today has been Melford Bivens, Melford uh, and his wife, Conchetta. Uh, they're from the Seven Figure Network. Go to sevenfigurenetwork.com. So thank you so much, Melford, for being with us today. Thanks, Brian. I really enjoyed it. I hope it helped. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.